Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barra Carlin, and my guest today is Alison Kenny. So Ali is a phenomenal photographer. I think I first met her when she was photographing for one of Monkey's gigs a few years ago. Uh, but you probably know her through her Instagram page, Yellow Lens, where she takes gig photos of some of your favorite bands and artists around Ireland. Most recently, she's been working with CWB Management as an artist manager and an event programming. And they work with such artists and acts as Jerry Fish, The Two Johnnies, The Stripes and Thumper, where she acts as assistant manager. It was very fun having her on, a great chat. I'm really lucky to still have this episode as my laptop did break last week, which is why this episode has gone out a little bit later than it normally would. But thank God I managed to get repaired and we're all good. So anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And here's the theme music by Zach Stevenson. I've hit record. Oh, hello. <laughs> Thank you, Ali, for coming on. Appreciate it. You're going to be guest number 28. Love that. Yeah. So, 28, yeah. Wow. Uh, so, I guess we'll just start off with the, 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 the normal basic question. How did you get into photography? Hello, I'm Alison. I'm a photographer. Yeah. Oh, Maybe yeah, I should like, preface it. Well, I normally do an intro. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you want to... If you wanna... <laughs> we'll try not make this the most awkward interview ever. Ah, hungover brain. Hello. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm with you there as well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, hello. I'm Ali, Alison. Mm. Ali. Um, I started out as a gig photographer, and kind of went into music video production and just working with loads of bands in any kind of project. And then, uh, last year, this year. This year. This year. I started in uh, artist management and event production and event programming and stuff like that. So I'm kind of a jack of all trades, yeah, I guess. Really, yeah. <laughs> the event management thing, when you got into that and the, the management thing, like how did you how did you get into that? Uh, through the photography, I through guess. Photography, so yeah. maybe you should go back to Yeah, we'll go back to the photography. I'll get there. <laughs> so like uh like how did you how did you get into photography in the first place? Like what was it that drew you to it as a as a medium? Yeah. Um, so when I finished secondary school, I had no idea what I wanted to do, mm. but I, I've always been kind of creatively minded. So I was like, okay, I'll find a broadish creative media course. That's not art yeah. in vertical commas, you know, fine art or whatever, cause that wasn't my field. Um, so I did multimedia in DCU. Oh, nice. And I... Yeah, it was a really broad course. You did photography, videography, social media, a bit of journalism, a lot of different stuff, website design. Um, so I did that. And while I was there, I was the chair of music society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, I started off in my second year as their uh, communications officer, like doing social media and stuff. And... My final year I was chairperson so that's kind of how I got my events yeah experience and stuff because we did a lot of um battle of the bands events and open mics and DC Eurovision DC Eurovision DC Eurovision <laughs> DC Eurovision <laughs> if you get me um so that was my little baby I love that. that was my baby um so that's how I uh um, put the, yeah, put the two together. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess. like, who, what was what was? Do you remember what the first gig you ever photographed was? Do it was chewing on tinfoil. No, it was not. Was it actually? It was oh, in Wheelands. Amazing. <laughs> chewing on tinfoil in Wheelands with uh, 
girlfriend supported not girl band but girlfriend oh wow okay yeah i remember them yeah, yeah. they're, think, still, they're think, still going i think they're coming back i yeah. think they had a brief hiatus but they're back now um so yeah i actually didn't start photography until like two years after i finished college okay i was kind of just sitting at home you know doing random mm. service jobs or whatever and i was like oh yeah i should probably uh, do something with my life <laughs> <laughs> um and i was going to gigs all the time like mm. i was always a huge music fan and advocate so it just made sense. I was like, I did photography. I can do this. Mm. So I bought a camera. My friend Glenn, Glenn Bollard. Yes, I know Glenn. Started the same week as me. Okay. We started together. We both shot Chewy Gun Tin Foil together. I think he did one gig before right. me, like the week before. But we basically started at the same time. Um, and yeah, I just kind of fell in love with it. It's, it's a big rush just kind of being in a chaotic crowd, especially in somewhere like Wheelands or... Somewhere where there's no barrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's mad. <laughs> and shooting tinfoil, you're really kind of cutting it yeah, as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit chaotic. <laughs> kind of like, uh, I don't know, the there's, scratch or something. They're a ska like. band, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ska punk. Yeah. Would you call it? I think I've seen, I've, I've definitely seen them at a festival or two. Okay, where was he? Oh yeah, so I've done gig photography myself, but I found it very different to regular photography. Like it's it's a complete, did you find it like difficult originally or did you just kind of get used to it? No, I loved it. You loved it straight because away? Because regular photography well, it depends what you're doing, but if you were doing, say, a promo shoot or something, mm. and you have to model people. You have to tell them, put your arm here, look this way, do this, do that. I'm a very awkward person. <laughs> um, I hate doing that. <laughs> so gig photography is great because they're up there doing their thing on stage and I'm just, I'm running around doing whatever I want to do and mm. I don't have to talk to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's why I liked it. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I remember one time we were, it was myself and uh, Zach were over. I was doing monkeys photography and I was doing a gig photography in Amsterdam. And right. myself and uh, Connor thought it'd be a great idea to have a space cake before they went on live. And I don't know what it was, <laughs> but when I gave the when I gave the SIM card back to Zach afterwards, Zach and I were going through the photos. They're like, Bar, what the fuck? And I was like, what? And they're like, all of these photos are blurry as hell. And just have yeah. these like uh, fucking... Um, like long exposure lights yeah yeah and, and i was just like yeah. i thought it looked really cool at the time it does, he, goes, cool. he goes he's like no <laughs> i've uh i've shot a few festivals and stuff you know you're at a festival yeah, yeah. you're not exactly of sound mind a bit out there um i can't remember who i was shooting i wasn't supposed to be shooting i'd left my camera backstage i was like i'm done for the night i'm gonna dance gonna have fun mm. and god i can't remember who it was now but it was that all together now i think some DJ. It was absolutely wild. The set. Okay. And I was just in the moment. I was like, "These lights are insane. I need to. <laughs> I need to photograph it now." I was like, "Ram backstage." I was, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's listening to this, so I'm not gonna. And yeah, the, the photos were absolutely trash, trash. <laughs> absolutely awful. But, but in, the, in the moment, I was yeah. like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever done." This is there's so much purple. I'm gonna be so famous after this, world famous gig photographer. Do you remember? Do, 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 do uh, has, has ever been a band that you photographed that are just moving so much that it was a nightmare to shoot them? Um, there's this band called Thumper. Oh yeah, Thumper. Yeah, actually, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, um, they're my favorite band to yeah. shoot. They're like. To be honest, there's nothing worse than a band that just stands there and does nothing. Mm. When you're shooting it, you're like, oh, give me something, come on. <laughs> like, you, you do what you can, but you need a bit of excitement in it. Um, no, I think it, it's fun when, when they move around. And, oh, no, yeah, it's, it's just yeah. the problem is, is that they come out blurry. With, <laughs> if you're if you're like yeah. me, and I'm, like, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a photographer at all. 
I've attempted yeah. it. Yeah. But that's about it. I've kind of figured out my settings at this yeah, stage. Yeah, I would say to, so, yeah. To get it snappy and clear. Well, when did you start yellow lens then, actually? Was that was that, already, was that always the thing, was it, when you um, started photography? Yeah, work? it was kind of always the thing. I, I, yeah, I just shot that Chewy gig as myself. Mm. And then I think a week later, I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably make a Facebook page. And I had yellow hair at the time. <laughs> And I was like, was that, is that that's the, where the name came from. It was Yellow Lens. <laughs> yellow hair. Because I was girl just about to ask you. A camera. Yellow Lens. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, I was putting them up on my, my personal Instagram, my personal Facebook. I was like, oh, I don't really want it, have it tied to me yeah. so much. So, I made that page. I kind of just made the name up in a second. I mean, it's it's got a good ring I'm to it, now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I do not have yellow hair now. <laughs> Everyone's like, <laughs> Every time someone uses one of my photos for like a profile picture or something, it's like credited yellow lens and people comment like, um, no yellow here. <laughs> what <laughs> do they expect all your photos they, to have yellow? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a bit shit, wouldn't it? <laughs> you just have to spray paint your camera yellow now and everything. <laughs> I was going to get some yellow tape and put it around the camera. I could do that. But effort as well also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you, you said, now I know you said when we started that you don't really do it anymore, but you also said that you don't like, well, it's not that it's, you know, you have to model people and that kind of car and how, and you not, you prefer movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. How did you get into music videos then? Because I would imagine if you're directing, like you directed the Aner music video, wasn't it? Yeah. How do you get into that with? I mean, I, I, I do do directing. Do, do do the thing, yeah. Do do the thing if I need to. Um, I've done a few promo shoots and stuff. Um, and it's fine I just prefer to okay. not talk to people but um, <laughs> Brendan I think I shot a show for him before I kind of properly met him so yeah he was just in my friend group that I, I became they, they've adopted me into this <laughs> amazing group of friends and he was someone in that group and uh, he we just got chatting I was like yeah I'd take photos so I shot a show for him and then uh, he was like, oh, if my EP coming out next year, do you want to do a video together? So, yeah, we just kind of brainstormed together. I think it was it was over lockdown as well. So we oh, just right, okay. we spent a lot of time on Zoom and uh, Google Docs, like live, live brainstorming in a Google Doc. <laughs> um, it was pretty it was a pretty simple setup. It was just a lot of locations. So yeah. it was just him playing and some mad places like in the middle of Hoth like on Hoth on well, yeah. on the yeah mad places like Hoth <laughs> um, like he climbed out onto a rock like that was in kind of in the middle of the the ocean yeah and he was that playing thing. on that that kind of cra- cra- crazy stuff crazy <laughs> god what's wrong with me you're fine um, so then so yeah yeah uh, and like, like I would imagine it directing somebody is it like do you find it difficult or do you just go straight into it and just go ah fuck it like we'll just get on yeah you just kind of just get on with it, it. Yeah. <laughs> get on with it so I did <laughs> I did that one for him that was actually before I did that one I did two videos for a band called Yard I was listening to Yard today by the way involved. oh do they yeah oh two, I did not two, know that two of the guys in Gurriers are in Yard there's yeah. a new Yard song released 12 days ago I think mm. I think they're 12 they're, days ago that's very specific well because I saw it on YouTube today <laughs> when it, posted, it was posted 12 days ago <laughs> and it's fucking class they're brilliant they're I, I've never seen them live now but they're very they're, they're musically wild. they're quite uh, quite intense yeah. yeah the shows are intense I've actually only seen one show I think they've only played two shows ever Oh really? Oh okay. Um, they have another one coming up soon in December sometime. Um, but they played right before lockdown in 
Tengu, I want to say. Tengu? Where's Tengu? Yamamori Tengu. Oh, all right. okay. Um, Which was mad. And then they did another secret show at Panic Attacks recently, but I missed that one. Oh, yeah. Panic Attacks are fucking nuts live um, as well. But I did their first ever music video, which was trash when I look back at it. But then I did their second video with a character called Bucketman. Oh, I've, I've watched that. I watched that music video. Yeah. I directed that one. That's and that's very good. And it's but it's. it's, it's <laughs> I was listening. Mad. I was listening to. It's a mad video, and it was, but the song as well is just so, just uncomfortable. <laughs> I think that's what we were going for. Yeah, yeah. I know. I got. I got that. Um, so they were the first ones I directed, and then I did the Aner one and over lockdown as well. I was another guy in my friend group, uh, Luke Byrne. He's a proper director, editor guy. So he was doing a few music videos for. Uh, we cut corners. Uh, blood donor Luke mm. Riley, um, and a few others. So I helped him out on a few of those, just assisting. And yeah, kind of just went from there. And then I did a few more for Brandon Ainer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brandon is his name, is it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I did the thumper one. Is it the, the latest thumper one? The, the loser. Loser. Did you do? Oh, okay. Well, I, I produced that oh, I, one. Yeah. What was going on with my? <laughs> <laughs> We're, I think we're both hungover, so my voice would okay. yeah, it's good, like a gravel, but... <laughs> Something good about being hungover, we're all a bit more yeah, yeah. calm and mellow, but we're also very awkward, like... <laughs> the funny thing was, like, we, were out, we were out, and I kept saying, like, lads, I'm going to be home by half one, because I have Ali coming over tomorrow, and uh, he was, and my friends were like, you're not going to be home by half one, I was like, I'm fucking going to be home by half one, and then it was like, it was two o'clock, and we, I did leave at two, but everyone was just like, fucking I told you you weren't going to be home. Thing. And then I got into bed and I was like, you know, looking through stories and I saw you put up a story 10 minutes yeah, previous. So I was like, like, oh, he's out. <laughs> but I'm fine. Yeah. Um, Cold shower and then just, and then a coffee. Throw and some water ground. on your face. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. My, uh, yeah, the loser was kind of my baby. Mm. We spent, I think, 12 months trying to do it. Fuck. That's- because it was in the middle of serious lockdown mm. um, and we had a hot air balloon involved so it had to be like perfect flying conditions for that oh, and we had to do it in Athlone because that's where the balloon was and we had I think 12 people on our crew to get in the same place at the same time so wow it okay. was it was a lot of moving parts to to get Jesus together Jesus Christ 12 people to, to, to organize all that well there was the band so that was yeah, six oh, yeah, people well, yeah. and then you know fuck videographers and <laughs> I would not have fancied members. that job now to be honest I'd say when you had it yeah. when you had it done edited and stuff you're like this is the I, best I actually the- cried yeah. it was we finished the, the the last scene two days before my birthday and I was like this is the best birthday present ever because <laughs> it was just looming over me for so long I was like I need to finish that video how do you even get a hot air balloon my dad's a pilot oh really okay yeah. <laughs> you're in the know that's where it came yeah. from that's why it's so close to my heart <laughs> Oh, lovely. So, like, we filmed it at my family home. Oh, no way. Um, okay. And one of the scenes is a guy's driving a car. That's my dad's car. And it was just mad. <laughs> Very close to me. So, yeah, I think that was the last one I've done. Yeah, then I, I got a new job and that kind of took over my life. So I've barely done photography even. I've done a little bit over the summer. Yeah. Were you not doing a, you were doing an EP, weren't you? Or were you just... I just for Thumper. Yeah, just for Thumper, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God, that last Thumper gig at EP was nuts. <laughs> um, and actually, speaking of the new job, how did you get into this? So the management thing obviously came through, but like, um, were were you were you managing bands straight away or were you kind of 
just kind of eased into it at some yeah, point? I was hired as uh, the manager's assistant. Um, so Joe, who is my manager, mm. um, <laughs> he is Thumper's manager. And they, that company also managed a few other acts like the two Johnnies who are huge. Um, Cormac, DJ Cormac, um, a few other bands like Scattered Ashes and Sun Machine. Uh, we work with Jerry Fish, Jack O'Rourke, The Stripes when they were going. Mm. Um, Zen Arcade. Yeah, there's a few. Um, so Joe knew my name through photography that I've done for Thumper. Mm. Um but I really just applied myself and uh, yeah, Oshin from Thumper was like, hey, my manager's looking for an assistant. I think you'd be great at it. Apply. And I was like, okay. And yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> I felt like crazy imposter syndrome. It still does to this day. Um, but I, yeah, I started out just kind of helping him out with, you know, any admin bits he needed done. And that's mostly what I do still. Um, but then we do a lot of uh, kind of local council funded shows oh okay so i do all the applications for those and i put the shows together i book all the artists so i'm kind of a, an event programmer and then i'm like assistant manager to thumper joe will always be main manager yes yeah. i am well that's amazing what what, are the, what what type of shows do you put on like the council shows like gigs like just oh, okay, okay okay gigs so we <laughs> we did two in claire we had a glass house orchestra Glass House Ensemble, Ensemble, uh, Shiva, oh, and somebody else, Fergus Costello, the local guy, the poet. Why do I know that name? He's an, an older local man from Clare. I feel like I know that name. Well, that's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Uh, sorry, I just, I know I'm being it's rude. It's all good. Um, and then we had another one that was kind of like a mini festival with Dahi, Strange Boy, oh, Bog Bodies, Toshin, and Dorgola. So the the premise of these funding events is to book local artists. Yeah. So we did that one in Fenor, which is Dahi's home, home village, almost not even a town. I wouldn't <laughs> call it a town. Um, it was gorgeous. It was like on the beach. The weather was perfect. Oh, not. Oh. It was stunning. It was like right beside where his granny used to live as well, and he played that song with his granny's voice on it, and it was it was just really special. Oh, that sounds gorgeous. It was beautiful. How do you get a gig on a beach? Or, or just the it was like it was, adjacent, it was adjacent to the beach. To the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful! There's a a pub with kind of a, an outdoor venue right beside it, so we did it there. Yeah, I, I say. Like, does does your job bring you around? I would say it brings you around Ireland quite a bit. Do you yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Because most of those shows, we have an office in Tipperary as well, so we do a lot of events in Tip, and Limerick is kind of right beside Tip, so yeah. there as well, and then Clare, um, and yeah, wherever any tours and stuff with Thumper is, is happening. I'm there. Like Wait. we're going to Dingle in two weeks. It's for Other Voices, is it? Yeah. Have you ever been to Other Voices? I was there last year. Yeah, it's one of the My best festivals. One. I'm so excited. It's one of the best festivals. <laughs> I was there, what year was I? Just before COVID. Uh, it was the last time that I was there. My my nana has a holiday home down in Kerry, so I was like, can I stay there? Ended up not staying there. Ended up staying in some hotel with one of the members. But um, I couldn't get over how much of a fun festival it actually was. Just going from pub to pub to yeah. pub. Like. <laughs> I'm excited for this year. I was there last year, but it was kind of still COVID-y. Yeah. So there was a lot of restrictions in place. It was like half the capacity usually is. I think there was only four venues. Oh, okay. Like the Hillgrove, um, the church, and 
think there was uh, two small Paddy pubs. Long's, I think there's one of them. Yeah, yeah. There was like two pubs for Dick the Max, comedy the other one. stuff. So it was, it was basically two main venues, yeah. and then the the small intimate oh, right, stuff. Okay. So it's gonna be much yeah, different baby. this year. <laughs> I actually think the last time I was at it, uh, I was on stage with Thumper at the end of it. They had invited everybody up to go up on stage. Oh. <laughs> I was got to see the scratch yeah. there as well. It was all my friends went wild. that year, but I, I couldn't get it off work or something. I just remember seeing all those videos. Well, and you're then, going, you're going this year, so and I'm going this year. It's fine. Um, you even got to, see, yeah. I was, I was saying to you before we started recording, you even got to go to my favorite place in the my favorite place that I want to go to, which was Iceland. <laughs> you haven't been, but it's no, your I favorite haven't place. Been, it's my favorite place. <laughs> I know everything about it. I know all the local spots, but I've never been. <laughs> would kill to go to it. But um, this is the portion of the podcast where I just ask you just random questions. I would ask you if I was drunk and annoying you in a bar. You do is this it? all the time, bar. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the first, know these questions. The already. first question is, uh, what is the best Paramore album and why is it Riot? Excuse me! <laughs> oh, he knows I did grind my gears. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paralysis. Paramore, my favourite band in the world. <laughs> um, yeah, Riot. It could be Riot. It could be. It could also be any of their other albums. Because they're all perfect. <laughs> they're all perfect. They're all perfect. Did they, I was, um, I still listen to, st- I listen to the first three quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go with, oh, I don't see, it's Brand New Eyes or Riot for me. I don't know which one between the two of them that I can't pick. I know, I, I do, I do chop and change a lot. Yeah. I would probably, oh, it's like picking a favourite child. Yeah, I can't I know, do yeah. that. <laughs> I really like their self-titled album. That was the fourth album? That was the fourth yeah. album. I know a lot of people fell off there because it's kind of when they went poppier, no, like In It Fun and Still Into You and whatever. Um, but my favourite tracks on that are Proof and One of Those Crazy Girls, which is probably the most underrated song of all time. I don't know if you know it, but it sounds like it could know. be in a musical in the most perfect way. You mm. like Oh, it's just so good. Do you know, actually, while I was doing this, because I, I wrote that down questions like that's going to annoy her. But um, <laughs> uh, what was it? I remember I, I have a tweet that I made about Ain't It Fun not being a rock song because it won the Grammy for best rock song. And now I, and I for whatever mindless bizarre reason, when it was when it came out, I just mindlessly hated it. I listened to it and I was like, that is one of the best. It's a banger. That's one of the best songs they've ever made. And I don't know why I hated it so much when I was I younger. I think it was up against Foo Fighters or someone at the time. So oh, you're it? probably like, I don't like Foo Fighters either. But, well, well, I don't know. There was a few big names it was up against. I can't remember who it was, but uh, um, Riot is one of their best albums. It's a pretty, it's a pretty. They're all their best album. albums. The fir- even like the first album is very good Man, as well. The first album, I talk about this probably every week, but I think she was 13 and Zach the drummer was 11. What? When they recorded that? Yeah. They were that young. No, they were not. Yeah, they were that young. Oh, Zach wow. was 11 years old. That's drumming. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That album has one of my favorite Paramore songs on it. And it's just the song My Heart. And I Man, that song. <laughs> it just, it just, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if it's, I just, there's something just so emo about it that I just love. <laughs> like, it just brings me right the back. screamo at the end. Well, the like, screamo at the end probably would give it away. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I, I'm going to make you mad jealous because a friend of mine says it to me all the time. But he, when he was in, he was over in a festival, I think in Thailand or Tokyo. I can't remember. But um, Paramore were playing at it. And they were like, we know everybody loves this song, so this is probably the last time we're going to play it. And they played Misery Business for the last time. And he was one of the, he was at that gig. And he was like, I'm not even a Paramore fan. I was like, stop telling me that story. He says it to me so many times. Oh, it was there, yeah. Because I remember they played Bonnaroo. It was 2019, I guess. 
Um, and that was the first time they didn't play it and they didn't even address it. It just wasn't on the set list. They just, oh, they just. And they addressed it after. Oh, okay. They were like, no, we're retiring this song. Um, I get it. Was, it, but it was at the weird. Same... But they've brought it back now. Oh, have they? Mm-hmm. It's oh. back. Oh, great. They okay, like... so I can't see it. Damn it! Yeah, you can. <laughs> um, that whole anecdote makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah, you know, COVID happened. There was a whole two years. And then uh, MGK, what's his name? Is Machine MG? Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. He brought out a cover of it. It was absolutely trash. And then surprise, 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 surprise. <laughs> and then Billie Eilish brought Haley Williams out on stage at Coachella, and they sang it together, and that was the revival of it. I think they did it because of it. Oh, okay. uh, and Kelly. <laughs> um, well, we have them to thank for that then. Yeah, in a thank terrible, you. Terrible, terrible way, <laughs> sir. Um, and uh, yeah, they've just kind of said, "Look, we're all mature enough now to." Yeah. To, did they change the lyrics at all? Actually, they just don't sing the, that that that, 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 line. that part. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you see did you hear the Machine Gun Kelly song with Ollie Sykes yeah my friend is a big Machine Gun Kelly fan and she sends me stuff often often yeah often you want um, there's a lot of like stuff sampled that I'm like I don't know if it's actually sampling or if he's just ripping it off <laughs> um, I think there was another Paramore song he ripped off I can't remember myself, I, myself, I tried to block it out do you, do you remember Kevin Rudolph no. This Let It Rock. Do you remember that song that came out in 2000? Mm. Yeah. Myself and Zach were, we were just out of curiosity. We were just like, is he still making, because we we're talking about his, that guitar tone that he had, this is super polished, clean. I was like, I wonder, is he still making music? And he released a song, Gold, recently. And the lazy bastard still has the synth from Let It Rock in his song the whole way through. It's like, he couldn't have come And it's like, it's tempo-wise, it's the exact same. And I couldn't get it. I, I just, think he was doing that on purpose to kind of remind people of what he did before. Remember maybe. what I did? Because we're in love. It's not a great... Well, actually, no. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's of its time. It's a banger. I remember it well. Yeah. Uh, Didn't know who sang it, but now yeah, I know. Kevin, Kevin Rudolph. Wow. Yes. Um, the, myself and Zach felt there was like a serious QAnon lyrics going on in that song the latest song but we'll, we'll move past that <laughs> uh, it's called Gold um, I look it up. if you could fo- if you could uh, photograph any uh, artist who would it be <clears throat> Paramore see I've thought about this I could shoot Paramore but you'd be working at it though but I'd be working yeah. at it and I just want to <laughs> I want to have fun <laughs> <laughs> no they would be the dream though um I got to shoot one of my other favorite bands, Glass Animals, over the summer. Oh, no way. And it was very fun, but their stage setup is crazy. They have like this huge platform that they put on top of the stage, so they're even higher. So Why do they do like, that? Looking, I don't know. <laughs> it looks, it looks very cool. It looks very cool <laughs> to the crowd, but uh, it was a nightmare to shoot. Um, <laughs> but they're they're so high energy. They're, they're great. Um, who else? Yeah, it probably is. Paramore. It's good They're answer. my only personality trait. So. <laughs> uh, the next question is, what do you remember what the first album you ever fell in love with and what the last album you ever fell in love with was? Or just really enjoyed? Or, fell in love with? Yeah. The first album I remember buying was uh, Britney Spears' My Prerogative. It was like a best hits. Oh, no way. And I, I was obsessed with that album. <laughs> so I think it was that, to be honest. That's a good one. I have a huge soft spot. I'm not even ashamed for cheesy 90s, 2000s pop music, even 80s as well. Like me and my best friend, we fell back in love with Madonna over the summer. Oh, Madonna's uh, 80s Madonna is yeah, just it's it's, phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know if you were at All Together Now this year. I was. You were? Were you there? At, you were there. But I don't know if you were at the Arcadia stage at Sunday night. No. Oh, no, I was actually. I, I, Do you remember what happened? No. 
Ooh. It was like oops, 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 all night, all right. night for the whole weekend, yeah. and then at two twenty six a.m. they stopped it, just cut it. I do remember And then remember they started this. playing Four Minutes by Madonna. <laughs> and the whole place erupted. It was the best thing that ever happened, I've ever been a part of. And four minutes to save the world. <laughs> like. It's a brilliant um, song. So from that, our Madonna obsession was reborn. Um, we have since created a playlist of just, just all those kind pure of... Madonna. Madonna, 2000s pop. Wonderful. Which, like, it is, like, even, like, what what was that song that she has? It's, is it And I Feel, I think, the 90s one that she had? Wait, no, 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 not I And I Feel. Yeah, she just, I just, Madonna's fantastic. Um, don't listen, I haven't listened to her latest stuff now, to be honest. But no, the, me neither. I'm the, still the, back there. Yeah. Like, like a Prayer Will Always Be just the fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Most controversial film, music video ever made, actually, when it came out. Is that a fact? It is now, I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was considered a very controversial okay. music video. There's burning crosses and everything in it. So, um, and then there's like an implied relationship between her and a saint. Have you ever seen it? I don't think so. It's like her and it's her in a church, and just this there's a saint who's like a statue, and then he becomes real, and then she kisses him. But she's dancing on a beach with all these burning crosses at nighttime. Wow, it's an intense music video. See where uh, Lady Gaga found her inspiration, I think. <laughs> yeah, but what was it that Lady Gaga? Crossovers. What was it that Madonna called Lady Gaga? Derivative, it was like derivative or something, or and then she said a word, and then she's like, and then she goes, "What does that mean?" She goes, "Look it up." But the word that she actually said <laughs> wasn't the word she meant. Wasn't the word that she meant. So. <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, yes. that was my long winded answer of I love pop music and I'm not ashamed. Um, well, you know me, just a complete pop stan. Um, um, but the other album. Um, oh yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, <laughs> let me see. I think the latest one, I don't know, there's been a lot of music this year. Mm. I was, actually, I think it came out last year, but the the latest Wolf Alice album. Oh, I actually uh, haven't had the pleasure of listening to it yet. Phenomenal. Mm. Such a good album. I fell in love with that kind of in March or April this year. Um, and then I saw them four times in one week wow. this year. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> Were you following the I, tour? <laughs> no, it just happened that way. I was <laughs> I was at Leeds Festival with Thumper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw them there. And then they were at... I know they did EP. Leeds Festival. Then they played two dates in Dublin. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. In the Olympia. And then they did EP that weekend. Mm, so it was like all in the same six days. I missed them at EP. Days. It was raging. I really wanted to see them. I don't know what I was doing. In the, the Thumper were playing. Uh, that might have been it. Somewhere. <laughs> Cherryfish stage. So I saw half of um, Wolf Alice. Forgot mm. their name again. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it would be that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, is there any particular photographers that you kind of drawn to? Like, is there any like guys that you know that you just, or uh, artists that you know that you just really like their work? Um, that's a really bad <laughs> answer already. Uh, no, <laughs> just mine. <laughs> I mean, everyone's work is so different. Um, the one I remember liking first was a guy called Adam L. Machias. He was like. A kind of pop punk artist photographer oh, in the okay. states. I I started to follow him when I was. It's before I went to college, so even before I 
started studying media. Mm. Um, he worked with a lot of bands like uh, All Time Low, A Day to Remember, okay. Pierce the Veil, like that kind of that, world. That scene, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I... Warp Tour. Warp Tour. Yeah. He was, he, I think he was the Warp Tour photographer. Um, so that I guess that's where I kind of found inspiration from initially. And then a few other bigger photographers like uh, Lindsay Burns. She's Paramore's, no, not Paramore's. She's Hayley Williams's personal photographer. So oh, wow. she did all her self-titled or her solo albums and stuff. And that's a kind of dreamy effect. So mm. there's kind of two different sides. They're just like the the hard punk photographer <laughs> and then there's dreamy twinkly lights Eclectic. and nice things. <laughs> Hayley Williams solo stuff does not get enough mention, by the way. Wow. Phenomenal. It's really, really good. Um, oh, did you ever, did you ever, did you ever get to go to Warp Tour? No, no. I always, <laughs> I always wanted to go. I have no, all like no. if over there. There's a couple of Warped Tour compilation albums, and uh, oh fuck, there was just so many yeah. good bands on it. My friend went to the when we were young festival. Oh no way! Month. Yeah, <laughs> she got to see All I Wanted live, the uh, first performance of All I Wanted by Paramore. Oh, ever oh, really? Ever. Oh wow! Okay, they released it 13 years ago. I've never performed it live. Why do they never play it? She's terrified of oh. that vocal. Okay. Do you know the really, really high note? All I wanted was you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I just it just clicked in my head just what why. why yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, did you ever see with uh, Sia? No, Sia told Adele. No, Adele told Sia. She was like, just bear in mind, if you're doing a song that has that high note, just do what I do, where you sing it and then go to the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> it's on you now. There's <laughs> <laughs> the people screeching. <laughs> oh, what was it? Um... Speaking of crowds screeching, was that Soak in Whelan's last two, three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, okay, for our next song, we just we would ask that you just be just quiet because it's a very intimate song. And uh, But there was one woman in the audience who just kept shouting, I fucking love you, over, over and over yeah, and over again. You. And you can see Soak kind of going like, I love you too, but sh- shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's quiet and he, she starts doing the... Uh, the, the the song it's this delicate lovely beautiful like singer songwriter guitar thing and then you just hear your one just belting out the lyrics I was like fuck <laughs> it went on for the oh whole show <laughs> she was having a good time who but. was I talking to recently they were at a show can't remember who they saw either but they were doing a thing on a loop pedal okay and you know they did like a vocal take looped it but someone like screamed in the crowd during <laughs> this loop <laughs> And then it was on the loop for the show. And he was like, fuck. I'd say it sounded horrendous. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Do you know, it was funny. At the, en- at the end of that, actually, at the end of the Soak show, we were talking, because uh, I was in her music video. I was in their music video like a month ago. So they gave us free tickets for the gig. And um, I went up to her afterwards and was just like, just to let you know, I was like, I really, really enjoyed the gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for the tickets. And they were like, no problem. I was just like, you had a very uh, en- uh, engaging audience today. And she goes, oh, there were some characters. <laughs> and as soon as, as soon as they said it, the woman who we were in question, just interrupted. She goes, I'm so sorry. I know you're talking to them, but I just got to say, I fucking love you. And I was like, God damn it. We know, we know, we do. <laughs> but she, like, they weren't drunk or anything. They were just, they just really were just, just having the best time. So it's fair enough. But like, at the same time, I was like, fuck me. Do you, can I get away from you? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, actually, let me see. Just, I have to consult my questions because I do have one that I wrote down. Consult the questions. All the questions. Uh, oh, uh, 
who do you think, in your opinion, is one of the most underrated artists at the moment? There's a girl called Haley Blay. Okay. From Vancouver. Um, she is getting more traction now, but Sweet. she's uh, kind of in the same world as like Snail Mail and Phoebe Green and okay. those kind of indie poppy artists. Mm. But she's absolutely phenomenal. She has a, uh, she's operatically trained for her voice. Oh, wow. Okay. So she's been getting training since she was a kid and she sings kind of cool pop songs and she's great. And every time I play her in the car with someone, they're like, who is this? Like, this is Hayley Bay. I'm doing God's work. And I'm introducing everyone to her. That, that is one of the best feelings ever when you're kind of like at a party and you put on a song and everyone just goes, like, what the heck? Oh, this is great. And you're yeah, just like, yeah, I know yeah. my music taste is great. Yeah. <laughs> and then I ruin it by putting Charlie XCX on afterwards. <laughs> and I was like, fuck's sake. No, that's a party. Um, so I think everyone should know about her. Um, what was then, it? Sorry, what was it? H-A-L-E-Y-B-L-A-I-S. Hayley Bay. Um and then I have to plug my housemates because they are the most plug, 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 plug. <laughs> the most talented people I know. Uh, <laughs> Brendan Ainer released his EP last month and it's wall to wall bangers. Okay, um, I've been listening to this for like two years, but <laughs> I'm ne- I'm yet to tire of it. You know, like, oh, it's, he's only it's he's been working on it for two for two years. Is it at least? Yeah. At least, wow. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so they're. That's just an amazing EP. Um, it's called I'll Love Heart Birthmark. Right after this. And then Holly, Halley, H-A-L-L-I, is also super, super talented. She has a lot of stuff that's not released yet, but some of the best stuff I've ever heard. So, yeah. Everyone <laughs> listen to her. Have you seen, have you heard Zach's new stuff, actually? I've heard one song. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I, it's, <laughs> but I, I kept saying to him, I was like, man, it's such lovely music, but who hurt you? Like... <laughs> I thought you were happy, Zach. Yeah. And he goes, no, I've just been listening to a lot of Leonard Cohen. I was like, oh, there you go. Okay, that'll do. I was writing from someone else's perspective. It's okay. Um, what would you, the next question is, what was, what would, uh, hello. Well, hello. <laughs> what would be your best advice that you would give to somebody trying to get into gig photography? Uh, Leave it to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> we need more. We need more women, especially. But don't be an asshole. Don't uh, don't hog a spot in the pit because mm. it's the one thing that pisses everyone off is yeah. when, you know, there's there's usually one good spot in the pit and everyone should get their turn in it. But some people like to camp out there and just stay yeah, there for the, I, the whole three game. songs, you know? Yeah, it's very annoying. So don't be an asshole. Um, <laughs> introduce yourself to everyone. We all want to help each other out. Don't be afraid of it. And you don't need crazy good equipment if you know what you're doing. That's a very that's very good. So advice. you can you can uh, buy a cheap camera and just learn how to use it really well. Yeah, I I shot arena shows on a cropped frame camera, which is crazy to me now. How did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I did it, did you, did you and the pictures thinking, are decent. Did you go in thinking that was a good idea, or was it just like it's oh, all I had? It's all you had. Oh wow, it's all okay. I had at the time. So I was kind of still starting out, but I did a. Uh, what were they called? Not Vampire Weekend. Vamp- the Vamps. The Vamps. The Vamps. Little pop band. They were really cute. Yeah, I've seen them. They're quite good. Um, but their show was great. But he like he did a lot of stuff in the crowd. So I was like trying to <laughs> shoot far away this guy in the crowd with my tiny little camera. It was still a DSLR, but it, was, it wasn't it was a full frame. Yeah, yeah. So not as uh, crisp as it could have been, but it turned out pretty well. 
So just learn your camera yeah. and you'll be fine. Do you know, I remember uh, like that camera behind you is the one that I have. Um, and I wasn't able to use it at all. And my friend, I was like, he was trying to take like manual photographs of it and they were just always coming out either the extremely dark or anything. Mm-hmm. And a friend, my friend of mine, uh, do you know Jim Fuller? No, Phot- he's a, ph- a photographer himself, but he he literally just took it for two seconds and just changed a bunch yeah, of things yeah. without even like. Mine know, is a similar kind of make to that one, I think. Yeah, so. <laughs> without even like looking through the lens or anything, he just did it and he goes, "There you go, it's fixed." Yeah, and I was like, "What?" And I took a photo. And he, I was like, "How did you do that?" He just goes, "There's kind I'm- of a a, a, <laughs> a general rule of like the three settings to have, and then you kind of adjust from there." So. Ooh. Do you know you're gonna give away the tips right now. <laughs> <laughs> the secrets of the train. <laughs> Do you know you were saying about the uh, the guys waiting in the pit? There was I was at a gig recently and there was a photographer at it, and what he kept doing, which drove me insane, was that he would go up to the front, he would go to the very front, and then he would come back. But when he he'd come back through the crowd, and he did this like six or seven times in the space of like three songs. But when he was coming back, he would get me by the shoulders and move me. Oh, don't do that! And I do and I, not uh, touch anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just and he, he did it like he did it. Um, and he when he was coming back again, he would get my shoulders and move me. And it wasn't yeah, like it wasn't no. like I'd get out of his way or any, like I was standing, I was purposely standing his way. But I got to the point that it was just like, and no. I don't, I don't give out to people at all. Like, sorry, I were you shooting the show or were you? In no, the crowd? I was in the audience. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> I was like, moving a photographer, that's bad. But if you're if you're disrupting someone's show time, oh, it, don't it, but, do that. But I, I had to say to him, I was like, man, seriously, stop fucking doing that. And he was, and, I, and like it was at this point, it was like the seventh time that he did it. And yeah. he was like, he's like, what? And he was like, genuinely startled, which you would, you know, you don't, nobody likes kicking the couch. It was just like, stop physically moving me. It's so annoying. Yeah. And he just You're goes, like, excuse me, can I come he, in here? But he's like, I'm trying to do my job, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your pictures are great, love, but. Don't do I that. didn't actually see them. I should have checked them out. <laughs> <Do that. laughs> um, right. So, do I have another question? I do. Oh no. Oh yeah. Um, final question. Okay. It's a big one. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's I end. I end every episode with this question: Is what do you love most about what you do? Yeah. It's, it's got, it's got, actually, it's not. That's not the final. I have another question. Ooh, okay. Well, I'll before, do this one first. <laughs> you can do that one first. Yeah. Sure? <laughs> yes. You sure you look scared? No, you can do that. You can do that. You can do that question. Well, I think, yeah, you know, you do that question. Yeah. Right. Um, I I think I said earlier I have imposter syndrome every day. Yeah. So I'm working on that, but my job has me doing something different every day, which I think is is really important to keep things fresh mm. and not too boring. <laughs> There are boring sides to my very cool job. <laughs> it is. A, it, it's a um, there's a lot cool of admin job. and a lot of <laughs> pulling out your hair, um, <laughs> but it's it, there's a lot of variety in it. So I guess that's it. Yeah, because like uh, I would be uh, not similar. I do get imposter syndrome quite a bit as well. And it, if I'm not doing something creative after a while, I just kind of go like, oh fuck, what am I doing? Like it, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of. But I would say I would imagine your job would be just. I, like I'm just assuming it'd be quite stimulating and that you're just going to do all these kind of crazy different things yeah, on my, a very my, regular basis. My head basis. is a million places at one time. Yeah. Um, which is difficult to juggle sometimes. Um, no, it's exciting. I've been to a lot of cool places. I've done some cool stuff in the short amount of time I've been here. So, <laughs> yeah. I can only go up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the final question, well, the, the final question now um, is... 
if you would, what what change is? Is there any? Oh my god! <laughs> Come on, Jesus nearly Christ! Finished the podcast, I know we're nearly uh... done. Um, what change would you make to the Irish music scene if you could make one? Uh, uh, I think there should be more venues. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that's sure. that's a bigger problem <laughs> that we need to get around. Uh, less hotels, please. Um, yeah, we're missing a venue kind of bigger than the Olympia, smaller than the Three Arena. Yeah, you know. So we need we need somewhere for those in between bands. I guess they're kind of combating that with the Fairview Park shows and stuff like that. But they're seasonal, yeah. you know. They're they're summertime shows. Um. So that would be one thing I would like to change. <laughs> Don't know how I do that. And yeah, I think it's just been a, a weird year. Of course, you know, given yeah. the thing. Um, What's this thing you're talking about? You know the thing? <laughs> that thing that happened for a while. Uh, <laughs> so this year was just a bit mental with like so many rescheduled shows happening and now everything is clashing. Um, so I think next year is going to be kind of the first year where we see just new shows, mm. not rescheduled ones. So maybe that'll be a better indicator of where we're at. It, um, I don't know what answer that was. Um, no, that's a good answer. The, the venue, because the venue, like it is annoying, like that, like you get a band coming who are, I would, I would like, in my opinion, would be fairly big, but they're not big enough to do the three arena, but they're kind of too big to do the Olympia, if that makes sense, like mm-hmm. a 5,000 5, mm-hmm. 5, people venue, but it just doesn't happen. And then you get bands who are huge, playing in venues that are tiny so there's li- literally no chance yeah. of getting a ticket for it as well the olympia is only 1500 is that all it is yeah it's very small i thought it was much larger than yeah. that and then any i think i think it's about 15 or 16 two max and then wow okay. the academy and stuff like that is like 800 800 so, yeah um so yeah we're missing the 3000 4000 capacity yeah. venue you know because that's like if you, like if you go to like London, well, obviously London is fucking enormous, but they have just, I've been to so many venues, so many gigs there, it was just crazy different sizes every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I got to go to Ali Pali actually recently. Uh, That's my name. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been to that venue? I have a few times. We, w- we went in, right? And I had no idea. It was for Charlie XCX. But um, <laughs> I was, so, so we were going up and I was just like, this place is like a fucking castle. And yeah, uh, it's on top of the hill. And they're like, like somebody was like, really you know, it's 10,000 people. And I was like, what? I was like, I thought it was like two. And there's like, it's a 10,000 no, person it's venue. A, it's a big deal. So we go in the front part and we're kind of in it. And at this point, by the way, myself and Chloe have been drinking for, I would say, seven hours straight. Right. You're <laughs> in that market kind of yeah. space. It's <laughs> a was, weird one. It is, it's a very weird, it's a very weird setting. Yeah. But we went in and I was just like, where's the where's the venue going to be? And then you go through that, that door, the door and it's like, back, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> did you see, did you see Architects there? I saw Architects there. I wow. saw... Don Broco there. I think I was just there twice. I'd love to have seen Architect. Um, I can't imagine how good that game was. I saw Architects in there and I saw them in Wembley Arena as well. Oh but then they <laughs> they played with Biffy Clyro on Tuesday here. I saw that actually. And yeah. it was very strange because like they've obviously sold out those huge shows in London yeah. before. And then they played to about 300 people here. Oh, wow. Um, because it was so early in the night that it was still like people coming in. So there was like 400 people, I think, when they came on stage. And which, which venue was it? The Three Arena. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me and my friends were like, why is uh, no one here? Um, oh. By the time they finished their set, it the, had yeah. filled up. I think the show, like maybe it was a combination of them being on quite early. It was like 
seven twenty. Yeah, that's PM that's, that's and, too early for a band like that as yeah, well. <laughs> and uh, I don't think the show was that well promoted either, to be honest. Well, I didn't even know they were playing until about yeah, a week see? before. So yeah. yeah, so it was it was a weird juxtaposition. Like I've seen them sell out these crazy shows, and here they are in Ireland doing this. And I think the last time they played in Ireland, they played the Academy. In like 2015 or 16. Oh, yeah, it was it was a while ago. Yeah. The, yeah. But um, so I still, I've, I've never seen them. I'd love to see them. Oh, I know you're a big fan of them. I'd love to see them live. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of their newer stuff. Like right. the three arena set, I knew two songs. Oh, what, about okay. 12. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be, I'd be into their earlier stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Day in, day out, that fucking song. I just love it. Or Delete Rewind as well. That album is just mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. But uh, I, we'll, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for coming over <laughs> no and t- chatting with me. I hope you had a good time. It's been a long um, time coming. <laughs> t- oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I've been pestering with you for, about this for a, lot, for a while. So thank you for finally giving in <laughs> to come on. It's been a pleasure having you. It really thank has. Thank you. I'm terrible at signing off, but I think we'll just leave it like that. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> oh, actually, before... Uh, oh my god I can't talk today uh, do, do you want to plug anything before we finish up um, yeah yeah sure <laughs> follow my Instagram um, my many Instagrams yeah. <laughs> uh, two two kind of three, <laughs> kind of three. <laughs> yellow lens photo for photography needs uh, Paralison P-A-R-A-L-I-S-O-N for everything else and CWB management for the management stuff sweet there you go (laughs) and listen to Thumper and that's a wrap (laughs) (laughs) so that is the end of our episode for this week I hope you enjoyed it I just want to give a quick thank you again to Ali for coming on make sure to check her out on Instagram at Yellow Lens and check out CWB management as well And if you enjoyed that episode and want to hear more just like it and be updated when a new episode is released, please give the podcast a follow. It greatly helps us out. But other than that, I hope you have a lovely week and thank you so much for listening to the episode.